This video was brought to you by Brilliant. Today, Latvia's Prime Minister resigns, China stops publishing negative data, another Ecuadorian politician is murdered, and Donald Trump and his allies are charged with meddling in the 2020 election. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 15th of August 2023. Latvia's Prime Minister Chris Jarins Karins has announced his resignation less than a year after being re-elected. Karins blamed his two coalition partners, the Conservative National Alliance and centrist United List, for blocking the government's work for welfare and economic growth. He added that he would submit his resignation and the cabinet's resignation to the Latvian president on Thursday, and that his centre-right New Unity Party would nominate a new candidate for prime minister. He had for some time been seeking to expand his coalition to include other parties, such as the Progressives and the Union of Greens and Farmers. However, his two existing coalition partners pushed back on this. Then last week, they rejected Corinne's proposed ministerial reshuffle and reportedly withheld approval for a number of policy projects, prompting Corinne's to announce plans to work towards forming another coalition. He said, today it's finally clear from the existing partners they do not agree to my offer. Thanks for what we did together. I will currently focus all my time and energy on looking for opportunities to form another alternative government. He said that negotiations with Progressives and Greens and Farmers Union had already started and would continue, but that he wanted the widest possible coalition. Somewhat awkwardly, he said on Friday, I'm not going to resign right now. I'm not going to throw in the towel, as maybe some people expect, before going on to say he wanted to oversee the formation of a new government so it could be quick and seamless. But then on Monday, Corinne's said he would be resigning from the post and that his party would nominate someone else to be prime minister. Exactly who that will be remains to be seen, and they will have to face a vote of confidence in parliament. With a new government set to be formed, parties inside and out of the existing coalition are now jostling for position. Chris Janis Karins has been Prime Minister of Latvia since 2019, meaning he's seen the country through a number of crises, including the Covid pandemic and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Latvia and Baltic neighbours Estonia and Lithuania have been staunch supporters of Ukraine and have been among the leading voices in pushing the EU and NATO to take tough action against Russia. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. China says it will no longer publish youth unemployment data just weeks after the measure hit a record level. The National Bureau of Statistics said from this month it would not publish unemployment data broken down by age, citing a need to further improve and optimise labour force survey statistics. China has been reporting its youth unemployment level since 2018, and in June it hit a record high of 21.3%. However, this figure did not feature in the July data, which was released on Tuesday. Overall unemployment rose to 5.3% in July, up from 5.2% in June. The NBS said that the unemployment situation is generally stable. However, one only needs to look at other economic indicators to see that there may be trouble ahead for the world's second largest economy. Retail sales and industrial production grew in July, but fell short of forecasts and were lower than June's figures. Imports and exports fell sharply in July, and the country looks set to miss the CCP's annual GDP growth targets. 
We released a full video on TLDR Global explaining China's recent economic data and what it means for the government. So check it out if you want to know more. So that's what's been happening in China today. Let's move and discuss what's been happening in relation to Ecuador. Ecuador has been rocked by yet more political violence as gunmen have shot and killed left-wing politician Pedro Briones, according to party leaders, just days after one of the country's presidential candidates was assassinated on the campaign trail. Leftist presidential frontrunner Luisa González, who comes from the same party as Briones, said that Ecuador is experiencing its bloodiest era. We owe this to the total abandonment of an inept government and a state taken over by mafias. Ecuador is going to the polls to elect a new president and national assembly on August the 20th, amid a surge in violence from powerful gangs and cartels. Just last week, Fernando Villavicencio, a presidential candidate who had spoken out against organised crime and corruption, was assassinated in broad daylight in the capital. And days before then, on July the 26th, the mayor of the city of Manta was fatally shot. Ecuador is currently under a state of emergency, and President Lasso, a conservative who's not running for re-election, says the election will go ahead as planned. The snap vote was called after Lasso dissolved the National Assembly in May, shortly after an impeachment trial against him started. Before we go to story four, I wanted to tell you that in today's daily discussion, Rory and I discussed the trends in Latin America and the idea of a pink tide in the region. That's exclusively on Nebula, so use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. This morning, former President Donald Trump and 18 others were charged with meddling in the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. One of the other defendants here is Trump's former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Among the charges is solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, which roughly translates to trying to persuade someone to betray their office. The district attorney says that she hopes to get a trial date within the next six months. It's additionally been claimed in the indictment that the former president and the other defendants constituted a criminal organisation that refused to accept that Trump lost, and they knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favour of Trump. About this, the former president said, Justice and the rule of law are officially dead in America. A left-wing prosecutor has indicted me despite having committed no crime. This marks the fourth act of election interference on behalf of the Democrats in an attempt to keep the White House under crooked Joe's control and jail his single greatest opponent of the 2024 election. Trump has until noon on August the 25th to surrender to authorities in Fulton County, Georgia. County Sheriff Pat Labatt said, We are following our, part, our, our normal practices. And so it doesn't matter your status. We have mugshots ready for you. In further news about the Hawaii wildfires this morning, the governor has warned that recovery crews are likely to find between 10 and 20 more victims per day. Right now, the death toll stands at 99, and there are around 1,300 missing. It's already the most deadly wildfire in more than a century. The governor added that only about 25% of the area has already been searched for bodies. How long it will take to search the other 75% is, right now, unknown, as the FEMA administrator declined to give an exact estimate. They described the situation, though, as extremely hazardous. Maui police chief has asked those with missing family members to submit DNA samples to help with the search effort. 
Right now, the fire is still burning, although about 85% of it is contained, according to Maui County officials. The cause of the fire is unknown, although it was probably helped by wind from Hurricane Dora and drought conditions. Legal action has already been taken against companies seen as not doing enough to prevent this fire. On Saturday, a class action lawsuit was filed against Hawaii's largest electricity provider, which alleges that their downed power lines contributed to the wildfires, as they weren't shut off when the National Weather Service cautioned that Hawaii was under high alert for wildfires. In some final uplifting news, scientists from the Schmidt Ocean Institute have discovered a whole new ecosystem below the seafloor, specifically in volcanic cavities beneath hydrothermal vents. The discovery was made during an expedition when an underwater robot turned over slabs of volcanic crust on the bed of the Pacific Ocean and found veins of subsurface fluids as well as worms, snails and chemosynthetic bacteria. Dr Monica Bright, who led the mission, said our understanding of animal life at deep sea hydrothermal vents has greatly expanded with this discovery. Back in the 1970s, scientists discovered life around hydrothermal vents at the bottom of the ocean where they'd previously assumed that no life had existed, but the heat emitted by these vents allow organisms to survive and thrive. Scientists have spent the last four or five decades studying these vents and the life around them, but this is the first time that they've looked underneath the volcanic crust. As you likely already know, TLDR is all about independent journalism and using facts and data to back up our reporting. We truly believe in the importance of this, and hopefully you do too. As such, we're brushing up on our data and analysis skills to make ourselves better reporters, and we're doing that on Brilliant. They're the STEM learning platform full of all kinds of courses, which can help with improving your career and understanding of the world. For instance, their hypothesis testing course allows us to better analyse claims and test our own assumptions and theories. Or the Predicting with Probability course helped us better understand projections and forecasts, allowing us to better understand when there's something weird going on with official projects. It's not just statistics though, the interactive and engaging courses over at Brilliant can take you through all kinds of important topics, from the worlds of maths, data science and computer science. Brilliant have been a long-term supporter of the channel, so if you've ever considered checking it out, we'd really appreciate it if you used our link. That way they'll continue to support us, and perhaps more importantly for you, the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Thanks for watching, and thanks to Brilliant for supporting TLDR.